Uh, welcome to the regular meeting of the Blacksburg Planning Commission, uh, which are held uh, here at the Roger E. Headspath Chambers of the Blacksburg Municipal Building on the first Tuesday of each month at 6.30 p.m. Citizens may address the Planning Commission during speci uh, specified times on the agenda and are requested to adhere to the following. Please speak at the podium. Please state your name and address. Please direct comments only to the commission. Please limit speaking time to a maximum of three minutes and speak only once during a specific hearing or comment period. Please silence cell phones, show respect for all speakers and allow all opinions to be expressed in a tolerant atmosphere. With that, we'll call the meeting to the order. May we have a roll call, please? Mr. Ford? Here. Mr. Herbine? Here. Ms. Jones? Here. Mr. Cassoff? Here. Ms. Reinhardt? Here. Ms. Walker? Here. Mr. Watson? Here. We have a full house. Wonderful. Our first uh, item of business is our consent agenda. First item on the consent agenda is the approval of the Planning Commission minutes from May 2nd, 2023. The action is to approve. Second action. Uh, is CUP 23003 a conditional use permit request for hotel use and additional height in downtown commercial DC zoning district at 501 South Main Street by Balser Associates for Midtown Redevelopment Partners. And the action is to schedule a public hearing for Thursday, July 6, 2023. The third item is rezoning 23001 ordinance 2014, a request to zone rezone 0.816 acres from downtown commercial to planned residential at 208 Turner Street by Balzer and Associates, the applicant for 208 Turner LLC. And the action proposed there is to cancel the public hearing for July 6 and reschedule for a later date. Do we have a motion on the consent agenda? I move approval of the consent agenda as read. Second. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Moving on, we'll hear our public hearing for tonight. We have a single public hearing, and it is SUB 23001, which is a major subdivision preliminary plat review for 55 acres on 55 lots on 36 acres at 2150 Progress Street Northwest for Northside Park Revised Section 7 by uh, 12, excuse me, Revised Section 12 by Balzer and Associates, the applicant for CC and B Development LLC, the owner. And we have a staff presentation. Thank you. This is subdivision 23-0001 for Northside Park section 12. This is a preliminary plat review. The location is uh, approximately at 2150 Progress Street and we are looking at 36 acres. The current zoning is R4 low density residential and also with the open space overlay district. The present use is undeveloped and the proposed <coughs> use is single family residential. This is an aerial map showing the 36 acres outlined in blue. You can also see through the site runs the existing right of way for Progress Street. And this shows the general lot layout. This was included in the application in your packet. And the orientation here is a little bit different. We've kind of rotated to the side here. You can see Progress Street running along here. 
A little bit of background about the plat review process. We don't see quite as many of these, but the state sees subdivision of land as a by right use, provided that all standards can be met or that variance is granted and the remaining standards met. The state does require planning commission review and approval or disapproval of preliminary plats for subdivisions where there are 50 lots or more. These are still evaluated on the basis of meeting the standards. And in this case, planning commission is, uh, takes final action on preliminary plat reviews. These do not go on for council approval. The town also requires planning commission review and action on variance requests in any subdivision of six lots or more. And the policy and process for review of all of the plats generally is found in subdivision ordinance article four for approval of plats. This is just a summary. Generally speaking, the parcel is zoned R4 low density residential. So we're looking at that, the open space overlay district. And again, it's 55 lots proposed on the 36 acres. Section 4200 of the subdivision ordinance guides this process. It includes information that's required on the plat to be demonstrating compliance with um, the information within that section, as well as standards found within the zoning ordinance and the subdivision ordinance. Section 4200 was also included as an attachment to your original staff report. Section 4207 uh, speaks to the Planning Commission review of these plats. It does indicate that a public hearing will be held to determine the plat's compliance or not with the standards. It also suggests that Planning Commission make recommendations to the subdivision agent, staff members, um, regarding utilities, transportation, and circulation. That Planning Commission should make a good faith effort to identify all deficiencies and provide specific reasons for disapproval if it is disapproved. <clears throat> and include methods for correcting uh, the plat. It also sets timelines for the review process. And this process overall has been achieved through several work sessions that we've held on this project. When we look at evaluating whether the plat does demonstrate compliance with that section 4200C, staff also reviews the plat and any supplemental information provided by the applicant against article five of the subdivision ordinance. This section contains regulations about development such as lot shape, configuration, stormwater management, utilities, design of roads, things like that. Basically, 4200C does end up requiring that applicants show improvements related to public infrastructure to demonstrate that it can meet those standards. In looking at specific details, we'll start with um, 4200C35, provisions for stormwater management which also references us to section 5101 related to flooding. Here the plat does illustrate the floodplain overlay based on an approved 2018 flood study and this does meet the provisions of the flood hazard overlay zoning district. So this is in compliance. We next look at section 5200 to 204 which speaks to lot characteristics. The lots in the subdivision range from 0.23 to 0.88 acres. Since your last review, um, la the lot table chart on sheet one has been revised. There are several um, or a few lots that are more than double the minimum R uh, R4 required area. Those are lots 18 and 19, 21, 28, and 30 through 32. However, the lot layout is logical and the streets do connect. I'll show these. Um, the purple dots here show the lots that are more than double the minimum 
lot size, while the remainder of the lots and the majority of the lots are not double that size. We next look at um, information relating to streets, several sections, and there'll be several slides on this as well. For section 5300, the submittal did include proposed relocation of Progress Street right-of-way. This is existing dedicated right-of-way. This does require a separate town council action to vacate the right-of-way, and this would occur after Planning Commission has reviewed and taken action on the plat. The lot layout that is proposed does necessitate this realignment. You also received a transportation memo that was attached to your staff report that spoke about this in detail. This also relates to section 5313A, which I'll cover in a few minutes. The next section that relates to turn lanes. Turn lanes are warranted along North Main in both the build and no build condition. And due to this, the town is uh, intending to address this with a CIP study and additional projects as needed. Next, we look at street grades. Detailed grading info was provided to ensure the feasibility of construction for the future segments of Progress Street. There was, again, a transportation memo and um, several updates to that memo provided, and all of the staff comments related to this have been addressed. We next looked at at driveway locations. The revised plat does show the restricted 50-foot area for driveways near intersections, and this addresses all of the previous staff comments. We also look at street trees and street lights for both of these quanti quantities were identified on the cover sheet, and most recently a drafting error was corrected. This is also in compliance. Next, we look at um, the first variance request, which is to 5305A, the continuation of existing streets. The applicant has requested that Primrose Drive end in a cul-de-sac. The applicant did provide justification based on lot desirability, grading impacts, connectivity, and the idea that additional variances would need, be needed in order to connect Primrose Drive through. Staff does find that this variance request is reasonable based on the justification and the proposed street layout. This is a visual showing Primrose Drive. This is the street that's proposed to end in a cul-de-sac. And this would be if they were to connect. This does show kind of the topography along here on this grading sheet. The second variance that's being requested is to 5317 for block lengths, which suggests that block lengths should be no greater than 1,200 feet maximum. The applicant is requesting that Claire Drive be 1,500 feet in length, and there is justification provided based on topography. This also relates to the Primrose Drive cul-de-sac and the previous variance I just discussed. Staff does also find that this request is reasonable based on the justification provided and the proposed street layout. And I'll show you here again, this is um, Claire Drive is shown here in purple, and that block length at 1,500, and this is partially due to Primrose Drive not connecting to make those uh, smaller block lengths. The next item is a, um, the final variance being requested, which is to 5320, which requires that medians be included for all collector streets. The applicant is requesting to eliminate the required medians. As uh, 
um, included in the application materials were um, a 2018 letter from the deputy town manager that indicates staff support for this variance request for eliminating, eliminating the medians only. There are several other requirements for street lights and bike lanes, things like that for a collector that will all be met and um, are not requested for variance here. The next section we look at deals with sidewalks. Sidewalks are provided along one side of all the streets within and adjacent to the subdivision and pedestrian access is provided to the open space. This is in compliance. Next we look at multi-use trails, location of trails, and the construction standards for trails. The applicant is proposing a relocation of existing trail along with um, realignment of future progress street. There will be some sections um, of steep grade with the trail and there are currently with the existing alignment also some sections of steep grade. The proposed lot layout again does necessitate this relocation of the existing right-of-way and in doing so also the existing constructed trail. This item does also require town council action. This graphic shows um, the existing trail in green and then the proposed trail with the proposed realignment of Progress Street, which would be here, and the proposed trail shown in purple. The next section we look at deals with water. Public water lines are shown on the plat. More information will be provided with the site plan and final plat phase, and the preliminary plat is, is compliant with this section and it meets all the standards in the division six for water. We next look at sanitary sewer. Public sewer infrastructure is shown on the plan. The revised submittal did also provide profiles for existing and proposed sewers. Um, a sanitary sewer memo and update were provided to you all and this does, uh, the additional information does address staff comments relating to both the depths of cover over sewers and the depth of manholes. And so the plat is again in compliance with the standard. The next item is stormwater management. A storm, the stormwater management concept plan has been approved. Stormwater management memo was provided and the revised submittal again does address all staff comments. The memo does recommend more on-site stormwater quality treatment be considered and there will also be several items that would be addressed at the final plat and site plan phase again and the plat is compliant with Division 8 for stormwater management. The last item here is for Section 5901, dealing with public utility easements. It indicates that public utility easements shall be, shall be 15 feet centered on all interior lot lines and interior to all perimeter lots. The PUEs are shown on the plat as required and no variances are requested, so this is also in compliance. Here I'm just showing again a summary of the three variances that are requested, which were covered earlier in the presentation. And then also the note that town council would separately consider the vacation and re relocation of both the Progress Street right-of-way and the existing constructed trail. In summary, the revised pre preliminary plat is approvable if variances are granted. Approval would also include relocation of existing dedicated open space that's shown in the lot layout. As I previously mentioned, the state does require planning commission re review and approval or disapproval of these types of plats. 
and they are evaluated on the basis of meeting the standards. That concludes my presentation. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Questions for staff? Yeah. The uh, median, the street median variance, all of the roads are neighborhood level roads, so they're all 25 miles an hour, right? Um, none of them are going to yeah. be faster speed. Right. I was just thinking. For the, for the proposed ones. Yeah. It's really, it's really Progress Street that that applies to. Um, because Progress Street is considered a collector for town, um, but it also matches the other sections of Progress Street, which are not, which do not include a median. I was just thinking medians are traffic calming, but I mean, there's no speed differential on that road compared to the other neighborhood roads. Correct. Can I just ask about the stormwater management and the town's recommendation? Um, yes. Is is that? basically all the town can do in other words it's in compliance but the town states the concern that it could be a better plan under our current ordinance yes okay thank you i would say that is a common comment yeah um when the stormwater concept plans are reviewed yeah further all right um, with that we'll hear the applicant presentation good evening uh, my name is James Taylor I'm with Baldwin and Associates representing the applicant um, I will again keep this brief as um, staff did a great job of, of really summarizing all the relevant relevant points and, and memo uh, presentation tonight so just to kind of give a brief recap of why we're why we're even here kind of requesting this revised uh, preliminary plat there was a approved preliminary plat in 2011 um, the uh, lots you see in the top left uh, top left corner there uh, that are currently being built finished out right now are based upon that original preliminary plat um, we're here kind of because of lessons learned um, through the development of that of that section of it, um, the the, uh, the street grades as they were designed uh, weren't terribly uh, didn't match up well with the way the mm -hmm. elevations had to be. Uh, so that led to some unfavorable uh, conditions as far as front doors essentially being too far above the street, um, conflicting with town standards on driveway slopes, things like that. Um, so again, just another picture of, of, of that kind of condition. So the way we're addressing this is this is the original street layout here, uh, 66 lots. So we are reducing the total number of lots. We're essentially making it fit with the topography better. Um, to illustrate that a little bit further, uh, the site kind of has two ridges. Down on the bottom right, top left, a valley through the center. Uh, the previous layout, we kind of went straight down and back up through that. Um, that, created, that creates issues with the driveway slopes. It creates issues with desirable lots. Um, another important factor in this is stormwater management regulations have changed a lot since this was done. This layout did not leave adequate room to properly address stormwater from the current regs. Um, so as you can see kind of the difference with our current layout, we've left a nice chunk of open space down there through the valley where it, it makes logical sense to treat stormwater, to be able to treat as much stormwater on site as we can uh, in the spirit of that, uh, uh, that comment from the, the stormwater memo. Um, so this helps us accomplish that a lot, a 
lot better. Um, so that is that is why we are here requesting this. We believe this is going to be a much better end end product for both the town and the homeowners as far as maintenance. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions you all have. One question: In the first time that you presented to us, I think that you discussed. Um, potential variances you would have had to ask for because of the grade on the previous um, plot plan. I wonder if you could sort of reiterate those sure. again. Sure. Um, yeah, th this essentially relates to that, that street connection right there. Um, and again, uh, the town has certain uh, standards with their, their street standards as far as uh, one, the maximum grade of the street itself, and then two, uh, the maximum <laughs> of street landings as, as you approach intersections for instance um, if that street were to continue and connect into Clare Drive we would have to one be only going down at 10% which that's the existing uh, end of Primrose Drive there is pretty much maxed out and then that would have to essentially where the cul-de-sac is right now already start leveling back out this uh, this next slide kind of shows that in profile so essentially um, I forget the number it, it's about 14 feet, I think, that you end up above where the street should be um, if you were to extend that down. So essentially what that relates to is we would end up having to uh, ask for variances to those standards if we did not get the grants mm -hmm. for those. Uh, that would be the cold sack there. <laughs> Anything further for the applicant? Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, now we'll move on to public comment. If anybody would like to address the commission on this particular public hearing, now would be the time. Great, thank you. Could you please state your name and address? Yes. Thank you. I'm not very good at speaking publicly, so forgive me if I like stumble. My name is Mandy <laughs> Lamb. I live at 402 Craig Drive, and I'm not the homeowner. I rent from Jan and Jerry Tessie, who were longtime homeowners and property owners there, and um, in the past lived in that neighborhood. Um, I've lived there for almost 10 years. So the cul-de-sac in Northside is my community. Um, I'm sure that someone has received quite a few emails regarding the fact of the street as a harbinger, it's a double cul-de-sac, Craig is coming off Carroll, harbors a lot of recreation for children. Also, I'd like to say that I have Jan and Jerry Tessie's blessing in presenting this to you. Um, that's not exactly why I'm here. I don't have any children. I'm a single renter. Um, like I said, I've lived there for a long time. I've also lived in Blacksburg and off for 30 years. I'm concerned about a couple of things that don't necessarily concern play space for children. I'm not opposed to progress in this town. I'm not opposed to this housing project. It's nice to hear that you um, stormwater management because that's my first address. I live next to the swath that um, is proposed as lot 21 and lot 32, which is nice to hear that these lots um, beat the standards as being bigger lots because I'd like to recommend that it be looked at again to fit into your valley that you've left as stormwater management. Like I said, I lived in, I lived the house closest to the cul-de-sac. 
when there's very large downpours, water collects there. And it's amazing to watch how fast it moves off. Because over the last 40 years, from what I gather looking at the trees, the deciduous tree stand that is there that is not very big, because this all used to be farmland, right? It manages the water beautifully. There's a slight ravine in what is proposed lot 21 and 32. But the vegetation stand there not only provides really adequate stormwater runoff distribution, also beautiful trees, and a wildlife path coming out of, um, I've only been there for 10 years, and I can note very many new developments that are going up there. Yet, we have little to no erosion, even though there is a very steep incline coming off the backside of the Northside Progress neighborhood that's above us. And it provides a pathway for all kind of wildlife, deer, raccoons, fox, there used to be a lot more fox, et cetera, et cetera, that, that bands all the way across to that very big um, culvert that ends up over near the village of Tom, Tom's Creek. Um, it's, a, it's a really nice pathway that is becoming smaller and smaller for wildlife and songbirds. Oh my God, I can't even tell you. Sometimes it's really loud. Um, I would like you guys to consider possibly having another look at possibly maybe making those lots smaller and leaving a vegetation band there. And that leads into not extending the street. Um, first, I would like to say that I think about it a lot emergency vehicles couldn't get to my house or the next house at lot 32 any faster if the street was extended. Second of all, my next big point, and I noticed that you have an architectural buffer uh, construction, the, the drain there. I think by adding, considering adding just a wider vegetation band to fit into what you already have planned as that Valley of Water Management could be a really good thing without spending possible hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on an architectural buffer that manages what the vegetation band is already doing. So I leave you to think of that. And possibly go and spend, go drive down there and sit during a rainstorm and watch it successfully drain off. It's amazing. It does its job. Next. I am anti through street of Craig from, I've looked over the transportation, um, and please tell me if I'm going over time. Uh, if I, I'm so sorry, you're the only speaker, but statutorily you've got three minutes, you're going on four, please finish your thoughts. Okay, so my next big thing is considering the expansion of progress all the way to 460 eventually. If you make Craig a through street, Right now, with even as little as 55 proposed houses that I believe this town needs, and I hope that there's a, something in there that gives a small percentage to affordable housing. That's not the platform I'm talking on tonight. By connecting Craig through Countryside all the way to Progress, you're creating yet another inlet funnel for traffic on North Main, which is already a huge danger zone for this town. Starting at Maple Ridge and going all the way to 460, every inter exchange there, and inter not intersections, but exchanges, 
are dangerous, not only for motor vehicleists getting on and off, but also mostly for pedestrians and cyclists. There's no way to safely cross above the interchange at Patrick Henry and North Main. Without addressing the, an, an expansion of North Main, which I heard there are plans to make a turn lane at least, I think that this poses a grave problem to Maple Ridge community, the Mountain Breeze Exchange, Mount Tabor, Green Valley is opening up new residencies there this fall as well as the one on Mount Tabor and I just really urge you to consider before you allow through streets to go through to have some sort of comprehensive plan on making North Main safe and Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, related to the stormwater, there are a couple of uh, perennial springs on this property, and I don't know if they're properly addressed. And I wonder if uh, the applicant is going to contact the Army Corps of Engineers, or they have already done that. Anyone else like to address the commission on this? Uh, hearing none, we'll close public comment. Would the applicant like to provide a rebuttal to any comments? Thank you all very much for the for the uh, the feedback. We do we do appreciate that. Um, just to touch on a couple of things real quick, as far as uh, wetland stream delineation, that has been performed uh, by the property owner previously, um, so that that has has been checked and. Certainly staff will, will again uh, double check our work on that again through, as we go through the site plan review. Um, regarding the other points uh, on stormwater, um, certainly do understand the, um, the concern regarding um, how stormwater flows through there right now. I, I can assure you that, that we obviously will have to create this plan in accordance with, with all the regulations that are in place right now. Um, conveyance is a big thing, making sure that that water does still have a place to go. And again, it goes back to the, the fact that you know we could develop the the subdivision as it is right now and that would not give us as good of an opportunity to provide real meaningful BMPs uh, best management practices for stormwater that we can with this, with this revised plan um, the lot size as far as uh, how it pushes through uh, versus versus Craig Drive being a cul-de-sac we actually that was actually our original layout was to keep that as a cul-de-sac um, but that really isn't compatible with, with some of the, the zoning standards in the town right now um, so we did we did connect that street through um, what we did do in doing that recognizing the topography the stormwater that does flow through, flow through there that's kind of why you know Kali uh, highlighted the larger lots um, those lots are larger there for a reason because they need to be larger to account for those changes in topography and getting that stormwater through there so that's kind of why we have things the way they are um, we do believe we can construct it in a matter in, in accordance with uh, with the state regs and Thank you. All right, we've uh, heard from the applicant, we've heard from staff, we've heard from the public. We've had a rebuttal. Now, uh, do we have a motion uh, regarding SUB 23001? 
Move Planning Commission approve SUB 23-0001, um, including the variances requested 5-305A, 5-3171, and 5-320. Second. We have a motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Um, I, I just want to clarify that this is a little bit different than uh, um, planned residential development decision-making process or other kinds of rezoning decision-making process. And we're pretty boxed in by the state ordinance here. And if you kind of whittle that down, you know, if they meet all the requirements, we have to approve it. Um, the only difference here is the variances. And in comparing the variances um, for, for street length, for example, versus um, grade and landing, in a previous um, rezoning, we discussed both of those issues at length. And it, it felt like our consensus was that the street length, while not necessarily arbitrary, was less of a danger than having a um, in um, a, a grade and landing problem. So if it was too steep and not enough landing for ice and water issues, or even you know the random kid that just runs across the road, um, you know we kind of weighed those in the previous one. And I just wanted to put that context out here because um, you and some others that sent letters were really concerned about street length and the the cut throughness of it um, but I wanted to let you know that I had tried to compare those variances and sort of based on where we landed last time and the consistency of what we're doing that's um, that was a really important component to me so yeah any other discussion all right we have a motion a second all those in favor of the motion aye, aye. aye. opposed None. Great. Thank you. We'll move on to citizen comment. This is an opportunity for uh, anyone in the audience to speak to the commission on any subject. All right. Hearing none, we'll move on to unfinished business. Uh, zoning Ordinance Review Committee. We have not met. Historic or Design Review Board. Uh, we have a, a meeting on this coming Monday. Montgomery County Planning Commission. I was scheduled to go to the last one. I had a last-minute conflict and was unable to attend, but have been unable to find that there was any record of a meeting anyway. Okay. I have email them. <laughs> well, no, I mean, even online. Oh, I, really? Yeah, like, nothing. Maybe it was canceled? I haven't found anything online that indicated they had a meeting. They might have had a canceled meeting. Great. Uh, any additional items from planning commissioners? Yeah, just as a... As a point of personal privilege um, this is my last public hearing on the Commission because the unexpired term that I was appointed to fill is up at the end of this month and uh, as luck would have it the third Tuesday of this month is a primary day which means my day job will keep me away from our next work session so this is my final time up here with you all um, and to, to counsel and staff and, and to all of you it's been a, just a joy this past year so thank you well, I, I can certainly say you've been a great addition, and we'll miss you. Uh, and thank you for your service. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Liam. You're a very productive member of the, of the commission. I appreciate all, you do, all you've done. And now you won't have to commute quite so much between here and Richmond. Oh, my so. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for thank you for making that effort. Um, 
Moving on, uh, new business, uh, chair support, I have none, planning director support. Just a reminder that the public hearing for July will be on Thursday, July 6th, rather than the 4th, which is a holiday. <coughs> right. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, town council report. I have nothing. Wonderful. All right, with that, we are adjourned. Thank you very much.